Welcome to the fourth episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific movie-related question each week. On this episode, we'll discuss if the Academy got it right with this year's Oscar nominations. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by a man who would have gave Christopher Nolan nine Oscars by this point at his career, Josh Straley. Well, I just, I mean, everything. Name one film of his where you're just like, not good, not rewatchable at all. And the only one, the closest one that comes to that is The Dark Knight Rises. Like, that just borderlines, like, I've seen it once, I'm good. But. <laughs> and that's why, why we're here, folks. Hate? That's why we're here. Because Dunkirk, it got a lot of love. Got a lot of love at the Academy. It did. And I'm not saying it's not deserved. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. But we are going to talk about uh, most of the major categories, maybe in some of the, sm- the smaller ones, going through and asking the question, did the Academy get it right? With their nominations, were there major snubs? Uh, in a specific category, were there major snubs overall? Um, or were there movies that just got too much credit that really should have not have gotten multiple nominations um, because they could have gave the spotlight to other films instead? So we'll get into all of that and more as we go through. Um, but Josh, do you want to tell people where they can find us on yes. Twitter and everything real quick? You can get all of our latest updates, everyone, on Facebook and Twitter at Friends and Film. And be sure to check out the rest of our shows, our entire library, the other three big questions, and our reviews. Um, this week, we did Maze Runner, mm-hmm. The Death Cure, so you can check that out there. And you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And while you're there, subscribe, comment, and uh, leave a review. Five stars, three stars, one star. Whoa. Give us some comments. Okay. Five stars. I know. That's right. But I don't want to pressure anyone. Okay, that's, that's but fair. Any review really helps us get discovered, and it's appreciated. Yes. And, uh, as, again, you guys can also uh, find our reviews, our written reviews, on our website, friendsandfilm.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a bunch this week, and we'll do a bunch more in the f- rest of the year. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying those so far. But, you know, let's get into this. We got the Oscar nominations uh, Tuesday morning, not Monday, as I incorrectly said on last week's episode. And uh, people have opinions. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- I think they've been the least controversial in recent years, but still the dust-ups that have, you know, been happening have been, you know, just as vicious as before. Yeah. Only just very narrowly focused, <laughs> which is funny, but. Yeah, so we're going to start off uh, going down a list. We're looking at an article on the Hollywood Reporter. Just go, if you guys want to, for whatever reason, follow along. Actually, the order we're going to go in, but we're going to start off with the big one, the big award. Best Picture. We got nine nominees this year. That being Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three board, three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Josh, did the Academy get it right? I think they got it right. Except for one. Okay. I don't think the darkest... I mean, listen. I, I listen. There's a, there's a... I've read your review of The Darkest Hour, Cooper. Thank it's you. up on... Uh, for the Friends and Films site. Yes. It's a great review. And from that, I don't think it should be on there. Now, I need to go see it. Yes. But I would have doled out Best Picture to Logan. I, I, why is it not on there? Mm-hmm. Um, is the probably one of the highest rated superhero genre films ever. Yeah. It got I mean, we'll get to some other stuff later, 
but I mean, it also has another nom, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and why would it not be on there? Yeah. It just frustrates the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. But I, I was delighted by everything else. My boy, Christopher Nolan, is nominated. I mean, you know, <laughs> with his film Dunkirk, which I think is, I think it's prime to to win the whole thing. To win um, Best Picture? I, I think it That's is. That's your prediction? I, are we predi- are we predicting right now? Might as well. We, if we want to do quick ones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is my quick prediction. Okay. Um, but I still, like I said, I need to need to see, see three more real quick because. Um, Call Me By Your Name and Phantom Thread are hyped really well. But everything else, yeah, Shape of Water, totally. Ladybird, absolutely. Um, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. No reason it shouldn't be. Post, it's just, you know, it's built for that. <laughs> so, yeah. But what do you think? Um, what's right, what's wrong? Um, I, I will say that the Academy did not get it right with their Best Picture nominations. Okay. Um, I, agree with, I agree with many of them. Three billboards absolutely be in their shape of water. Yes. Lady Bird. Yes. Get out. Absolutely. That's the one I was thrilled to see because I wasn't sure if it was going to get there um, just because it came out so early in the year. It yeah. wasn't an Oscar fair movie, but it overcame everything and they kind of recognized the social um, sweep this movie had on the nation and the, gave it the credit because it is mm-hmm. so good. And Dunkirk, even though I don't love the movie, I think it's a best picture caliber movie in an effort um as a whole at, from nolan as well which we'll get to um but and a call by your name is great as well no problems with that but i darkest hour no gary oldman's great but it's not a best picture quality movie uh phantom thread i thought was fine but again not best picture and the post while i think is great why are we why are we giving it to the Oscar regulars, uh-huh. the the Hollywood staples, instead of some fresh new talent like we're doing with Get Out and Lady Bird, let's get let's infuse some fresh energy here. Give it to I Tanya, great movie. Molly's Game. If you want to go, if you want to stay with that Oscar fair more sort of stuff, but also like Baby Driver, uh, Big yeah. Sick, Logan, absolutely. And you know, I asked for. Um, you know, some other people's suggestions online this week. And my friend Yanni said, Hey, you guys have to talk about Blade Runner 249, not being nominated for best picture because he thinks there's a little bit of a conspiracy out there with the Academy against Blade Runner, against Ryan Gosling, not Blade Runner. What? Because as he points out, they embarrassed him last year, bringing him up on stage. He won best. He was part of best picture. And now they don't even nominate him. For Blade Runner, they don't nominate the movie really at all. Not even for Best Picture, not Best Director. And it has the makings, as he points out. Gosling and Ford. That has you know Best Picture quality right there in your two leads. But then you also have Denny Villeneuve directing and Roger Deakins cinematography. And you're telling me that's not one of the nine best-made films of the year? Uh, it, it's just not... It's just not for everyone, yeah. and I don't think it appealed to the Academy. I, when we talk about our best films of the year, it'll definitely be something I speak to. Do but th- I, I understand why it's not there. Do you think it was one that a lot of Academy voters didn't see because they either didn't see Blade Runner or they didn't care for it, <laughs> and now they're like, "Well, I'm not going to go see the sequel to that niche film from the '80s that I didn't really care for." Well, I mean, first of all, not a lot of people in general saw. Like, That's true. That's exactly. <laughs> um, so, but but isn't that what the Oscar I, likes to reward more times it than was, not? It, it was Denny's film Arrival was 
nominated last year for Best Picture, wasn't it not? Or he was nominated for it Best... It was. Yeah, it, was, it yes. was. So I don't think it would have been a film people would have been like, I'm not want to see his next movie. Right. At all. I just don't think it connected with as many people as something like Lady Bird or Ship of Water or Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. It, the Blade Runner's story doesn't fit the times. And I guess I see the Oscar as sort of as a little bit reactionary to sentiment. Maybe, mm-hmm. And that's why... I, I think the post is on there. You're right. We didn't have fake news mania going on. So oh, the, Spielberg, movie, the movie wouldn't have been out this last yeah, year. Spielberg wouldn't have done it, and we wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, that's totally fair. But again, if they're going to go social, topical, that's the point of what we're going to nominate based on. As long as it's a quality movie that also has social or political commentary, then why not something like Ingrid Goes West, which is like oh super topical yeah. for our society? It's not political. But it's it's absolutely a social commentary, and it is incredible. And it is streaming on Amazon Video. Oh, go watch go it. Go watch it. You saw it. Yes. Um, That's it's, why I'm plugging it's, it. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I I I've not stopped thinking about that movie all year long, and the fact that it's not it doesn't surprise me that's not in here. But it's also one of those movies where it gets into that territory of like, okay, the Oscars aren't just isn't just an award show. It's about how much money you want to spend. It's how much FaceTime you want to give. It's not just, uh, here, let's pick the best movies. Okay, let's yeah. pick the best talent and movies that want to patronize us and come have lunch with us and meet with us and you know send us their screeners and make it easy for us to vote for them. And like a movie like Ingrid Goes West, which has a really small budget, mm-hmm. They're not going to send out screeners to thousands of Academy members because right. they don't have the extra money yeah, to do so. Absolutely, and I mean, not, I mean, the Academy Awards. Before we, we're, we're going to go into this here, but they are political in the sense of mm-hmm. you're supposed to schmooze people. Yep. You're supposed to, you know, give them private screenings of your film where you annotate every, you know, little aspect of it. Yeah. And, you know, the 30 Rock joke of, you know, Tracy Jordan takes his movie around to poor people who couldn't care less about the movie <laughs> and just, you know, want like a free sandwich or whatever because they're starving, mm-hmm. but he's showing them the film. Like, this is, I've done this for you, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Yeah, and uh, do you have any other thoughts about the best picture, or you want to move on? I do want to know, if you had to rank films to replace those three that you thought don't belong, what would you do, one, two, three, of what absolutely should have been on this list? If it was me, I would have absolutely given one to Baby Driver, because I think that movie is so exceptionally well made that it needs to be in the best picture conversation. Um the other two, oh, that's tough. Um, I'd love to see. I would if it was me again. This is me, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. Wolf of Pan the Apes would have been in there. Okay, and Ingrid Goes West. Okay, those would be Fair my enough. three additions. And then a final thing on the conspiracy against Gosling. I think he actually handled it like a champ. I mean, like listen, He'd, yeah. I mean, listen. It was. I, I felt I feel more bad for Moonlight than I did the La La Land people. All right, I'll say that Moonlight up front. Lost some of their shine. Yeah, I thought Moonlight. Uh, Land. <laughs> Moonlight actually the got the shaft because they had to share the stage and Kimmel kind of kind of like oh they're both Oscar winners like no yeah. Moonlight won <laughs> but you know it's Warren Beatty's fault it's not it, because listen uh, you know I mean okay this is not totally his fault but he did hang out uh, who presented it with him I don't remember he hung her out to dry kind of so but anyway you know oh well um, but best director 
We got five nominees, as mm-hmm. usual. Chris Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water. All five Best Director nominees have Best Picture noms. No surprise there. Did they get it right? I, I can't say they got it 100% right. I okay. haven't seen Phantom Thread just yet. I'm going to lean on you a little okay. bit here. But Phantom Thread has gotten a lot of good praise. So, and Paul Thomas Anderson has done such great he's films. Great. So I got to imagine he's there for a reason. And I'm going to say they got it right because Jordan Peele definitely belongs on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, shepherding that project and you I mean all you know, written it and all sorts of things like that from a budget of three, two, mm, one, five, five million dollars yeah. to its success there is impeccable. No one, the logistics of what he did on Dunkirk mm-hmm. have been, you know, incredibly, I've, I've been documenting them for two years on this podcast. <laughs> um, and then there's, then there's Lady Bird with Greta Gerwig. It just, there's a short clip buzzing around the internet of her calling out directions to them. And it's, it's just a lovely film and her like, I know just getting um, Lucas Hedges and Cersei Ronan to act together. I'm like, if that's the whole film right there, then yeah, yeah, absolutely. She belongs on there. And Del Toro can't say why, but I just know I love shape of water. So yeah, why not? Exactly. What are you thinking? Uh, I, I will say again, they mo- I'll say if it's only yes or no, I'll say yes, they got it right. right. Um, even though I would change a few things, if it were, if it were me, I would not have put PTA in there. Okay. Um, Phantom Thread is a good movie. I think he directs it um, well. I mean, it's it's a nice looking movie. It's uh, he's able to get a lot of tension out of there, but it's the story isn't great. Um, it's a little frustrating at times, and I would have rather like I'm very surprised like Martin McDonough didn't get one because he was getting a lot of you know, awards, nominations at other award shows. Um, Craig Gillespie, I thought, I mean, after Tanya that he did such a good job there, I would have given him the nod instead. Um, and then, you know, Colton, a uh, friend of the show, uh, wanted to point out that Denny is a snub in his mind. I know he, I know he loves Blade Runner. He loves Denny. Um, I think he's seen all of these except for Phantom Thread. Okay. And, uh, so I'm guessing that's what he would switch out as well. So, uh, I mean, yeah, Nolan, well-deserved. He des- he deserved one many years in the past. So for him to finally get one, I'm not going to take it away from him at this point. <laughs> okay. um, Jordan it. Peele, get out. Absolutely. Guillermo del Toro, no doubt about it. Greta Gerwig, I think she's I think she did a really, really good job with that movie. I don't love it as much as a lot of other people. Okay. Uh, I think it's a great movie, but I think Edge of 17 did the same coming of age story better last year um so i'm like i don't i'm not all hyped up for yeah lady right. bird as right. um i am for edge 17 so if i if it was me i probably wouldn't have given it to her okay. um maybe instead give it to patty jenkins oh okay because oh, yeah she she directed probably the most influential film of 2017 like the movie that broke ground um in the superhero genre it broke ground in terms of pay scale uh, i broke that glass ceiling in hollywood yeah and she did such a good job job directing it she fought to make sure the film's most impactful scene stayed in it when producers wanted to cut it she said no and i think that's a testament to her as a director and i would have 
rather seen her get in instead of Gerwig. Um, but that's just me. The trench scene, right? Yeah, the no man's land. Yeah, the they wanted that the cut. producer's like, oh, no, it doesn't work. Get it out of here. And he, she's like, no, it must How does must this stay. not work? I tear up sometimes. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it either, but... Oh, they're Warner Brothers full of idiots. For for that alone, I was like, she does, she deserves it. And idiots. Um, you know, I think if it wasn't for Lady Bird's praise and getting it was the highest reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes ever until some for that one until dude. some until some angry man went and gave <laughs> it a, a negative to give it a ninety nine percent instead of a hundred. Um, I think Patty would have gotten in, but yeah, the Academy is political, as you say. And after Oscar so white and the movement to have better representation overall, they already had their female director quota filled per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in their minds with Greta Gerwig, and so people aren't going to put both of them in. I don't think in most sure. ballots. So is who's first out is PTA. Yeah, first out is PTA. First, first in. in. I would. I mean, again, Edgar Wright. Okay. Yeah, I think that movie doesn't work without anybody else. Without Edgar Wright, if it wasn't Edgar Wright, the movie wouldn't have worked. And he is such an important part of that that you, it has to be. Do him. you think Kevin Spacey being in the project hurts it? <laughs> I thought about this the other day, and Maybe? I'm like, but I'm, I thought so too. And then I'm like, well, they do just, but they do kill him. They so. ruthlessly, <laughs> ruthlessly murder that man so, <laughs> at the end of the film so and he's the villain the whole way through except for like you know one like oh he he is kind of nice but then yeah he's not i don't yeah I, I would hope not since that's like it's not like kevin spacey be able to accept the award for best director right <laughs> so that's a good point i i would hope if that was if that if that's the reason why academy voters didn't give it to edgar wright i mean just what the heck are you doing uh at that point so um yeah, and you're good with this, so you wouldn't yeah. take anybody out or replace uh, it? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't replace anyone other than PTA because, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I'm totally relying on you. And if mm-hmm. you say he's first out, then, yeah, I'm agreeing <laughs> so with who, you. So who would you replace then? Uh, I, yeah, I would put probably Denny in. Okay. But that's that's purely because I just enjoyed the heck out of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to then Best Actress, we got Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside Evie, Missouri, Margot Robbie for I, Tanya, Cersei Ronan for Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep for The Post. Uh, Margot is the only one nominated not from a Best Picture nominee, which is interesting to note. And I think I think they again I think they I would say they mainly got it right. All right. I don't think. Streep should be nominated. I thought she was fine. I thought yeah. she was good, but she's not. That's not an Oscar performance, um, especially not a winning one. I don't think she's going to win anyways. I think it'll be probably McDermott. And I didn't give a director prediction. I don't think you did either. Um, no, I did not. I'll, I'm going to go with. I'm going to say Nolan. I think he's going to get that achievement award. Um, yeah, and that way they'll split. They'll give Dunkirk. Best director, then we'll give Shape of Water best picture. Fair enough. I think Jordan Peele will get it for best director. I I would love that. Yeah, I, 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 I think, think that that's the way incredible. they go. Best, um, or it'll either be that way, or they'll flip it. It's it's. I think it's set in that kind of a combination. 
where Get Out or Shape of Water win one or the other? Get Out and Dunkirk are going to win either Best Picture or Best, Best Director. Okay. And they'll either they'll flip it one way or the other. Best Director, Nolan. Best Picture, yeah. Peel, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the rationale would be. Yeah. But I'm sure I'll someone will write an essay <laughs> for this. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if I if it was me, I would take out Streep. Um, and I would agree with Colton, who said Chastain was snubbed for the lead. Absolutely. I would I would throw her in absolutely. I thought she was one of the five best uh, female performances of the year. And if I if you know she was already in or something, I couldn't or I couldn't vote for her for whatever reason. I think my follow up would probably be it's close between Aubrey Plaza and Anne Hathaway. I would probably go Plaza just to give Ingrid Go West a little more love and yeah. Plaza, who is just incredible. My first, yeah, I, I have Chastain Hathaway because I, okay. I, I love Streep's in this and Catherine Graham has, has been erased from history, been the post kind of put her back in, love that. She's great. Mm-hmm. But the movie also kind of it, it diminishes her in a, in a few ways yeah, where it's kind of absolutely. like, why Why are they doing this type of a deal? But it's also like, I guess that was the times yep. part aspect of it. Um, and we talked about that on the review, so you can check that out. But yeah, first in, Chastain, runner-up, um, Hathaway for Colossal. And your winner? And my winner, it, <sighs> predicting Sally Hawkins from Shape of Water, Margot Robbie, who's who I'd love to see win. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um Best or, or best actor, then uh, we have Timothy Chalamet for Calling by Your Name, Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israelesque. Again, Denzel is the only one not in a Best Picture nom. And if it was me, I would say that they didn't get it right here because they didn't nominate Hugh Jackman. Yep. I would absolutely swap out Denzel for Hugh. Colton's going to disagree. He's probably throwing a fit right now because I know he disagrees and he thought Denzel gave a career best performance with Roman J. Really? Yeah. Um, but I think Hugh, again, it's one of those, it'd be an instance for the Oscars to recognize a major franchise, a career accomplishment in a sense um, with Jackman. I still don't think he would win because I think the Academy is just so in love with Gary Oldman's performance that he's going to win. I wouldn't give it to him, but I'd predict I predict he's going to win. Um, but I would give Hugh Jackman the replacement over Denzel. But I and Daniel Day Lewis is really good in Phantom Thread, mm-hmm. but since I don't think it's necessarily an Oscar caliber movie, um, I would have rather seen like them give Andy Serkis a just like a <laughs> uh, here you go, toss him a bone nom. Yeah. Being like, all right, here you go. Here's your nomination for playing Caesar for all those years and breaking a lot of ground with motion capture or performance capture. But I'm super happy Kaluuya got nominated. I'm I'm really surprised. I didn't think you'd get it. But, yeah, I think I would say no, they didn't get it. Give it, Get Hugh Jackman in there. Get Andy Serkis. Maybe even Jake Gyllenhaal. Hashtag Gyllenhaalic. Um, and, but I'll predict Oldman. I do know who's missing off of here. Um, and it is definitely Jeremy Renner. I mean, I think he's, would you consider him? Yeah. Would you consider him supporting or a lead? 
and I couldn't determine it, but I figured since he be opens the film, and he closes it, and he closes it, I would yeah, I would say he's the lead. He's the lead, and I definitely would have put him on here. Um, but I don't know who I would take off because I'm I am drowning here in films I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> Call me by your name, Phantom Thread, Darkest Hour, and Roman J. But I I can't agree though that Daniel Kaluuya absolutely belongs on there and will probably take the win. And that's well, my you're prediction. Going yeah, I'm going upset. I, I just, I mean, listen, um, Gary Oldman is not, just not, not somebody I think who's going to win this year. But, and like I said, I'm leaning on your review of his performance. I appreciate which you it. say is good, but um, I think his movie is going to be forgotten in the, the long run voting. I, I I agree, but I think he's the reason this movie is getting any award recognition at all to begin with. So I think that they'll since they're not gonna give him a best picture win, if they do, I'll I'll have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> but I think I think this is where unless they get like makeup or whatever, like I think this is where Darkest Hour gets its time to shine. Um so that brings us to best supporting actress. We have Mary J. Blige nominated for Mudbound, Allison Janney nominated for Itania, Leslie Manfeld for Phantom Thread, Lori Metcalf for Ladybird, and Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water. Did they get it right here? They got it absolutely right. Um, Lori Metcalf is phenomenal in Ladybird, and I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead to say she's she's my she's my prediction to win. Okay, the, her her relationship with Cersei Ronan as a mother that's Totally, you're betting against your girl, Allison Janney. Yeah, I am. But Allison Janney is phenomenal too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong here. But her her viciousness in Itania, and the more lovable, empathetic portrayal that Laurie Metcalf has going for her in Lady Bird, is really, really hard to, um, you know, play down or forget about at all. But Octavia Spencer is is probably is the is probably the most one of the more delightful parts of Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary J. Blige is terrific in Mudbound on Netflix, so you have no excuse not to watch that, everyone. Um, and then I already spoke to Allison Janney. Uh, Leslie Manville, though, can't say I know how she did. She's but okay. I, okay. Well, she's uh, not okay. She's good. Okay. But I haven't heard any raving reviews for her, so I just think that not the way they're going to go in the end no um i i will say that they didn't get it right here either didn't get it right all right i i will i will say i'm on team janny not team uh metcalf okay at this point um but i i would i would take manville out and that should be my first one to go probably give it to holly hunter oh she, yeah for the big she, sec I mean, come on. That movie is so special, um, and she's so good in it that I think she absolutely deserves a nomination. Um, and I thought Mary J. Blige and Sp- Octavia Spencer were both good in the movies, in both their movies, but I, I, neither of them really stood out to me. And, like, probably Mary J. Blige more so than Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. So I would – and I would really lo- – I would have loved to see Tiffany Haddish get in as a nomination. So I would have – taken haddish over octavia as well yeah um but that again that's just me sure um and i i never really expected her to get that because of again the the politics with the oscars and everything but yeah when was the last time a, a, a raunchy 
comedy. Took uh, a, took an Oscar nom. Melissa McCarthy with Bridesmaids. That's right. She was last one. I was like, 08, 09, or yeah. 2010? Before we were born. I don't know. I mean, like. geez, we're not. We're, well, we're you not know, that I, young. I mean, it I, might as well be. It was, it, was, it was a while ago, yeah. For sure. Um, moving on then to Best Supporting Actor. We got Willem Dafoe for Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards as well. Uh, my prediction here is Sam Rockwell for the win because he's incredible. Um, and I will say that they did get it right here. From top to bottom. Yes. Okay. I, th- I can't speak to Willem Dafoe. Right, because so the Florida Project hasn't you know been screened anywhere, anywhere. within a 200-mile radius. Um, but I think the other four are absolutely give Oscar-worthy performances, mm-hmm. uh, even though personally I don't – I am surprised Harrelson got the nom because I didn't think they would do yeah. two supporting actors for three billboards, and I would have loved to see like – Patrick Stewart to get in for Logan or, um, you know, even Idris Elba for Molly's game was good. Even somebody like, I don't know if they, I don't know. I don't know how you would swing it or categorize it, but if James McAvoy is technically the supporting oh, male of split, right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. that is, uh, an incredible performance, but he may technically be the male lead. I think it just depends on how you, Mm-hmm. categorize all that stuff right um but yeah I, I, i'm fine with this i'm fine with this nomination list no i i'm not i think this is i think this is the worst one that they did actually really? yeah uh christopher bummer does not belong on here and and though and, and he just it was it feels like a <laughs> take that kevin spacey <laughs> kind of he, he's fine but he's not he's not grand I it wasn't like wow you, I'm just so you're so magnetic. So who are you taking instead? Uh, I'm putting I'm putting in Mark Hamill for the Last Jedi. He the, his his final Star Wars film. Yeah. You know, and nothing. And he he, he, he well he had overcome. He'll probably be back for nine. He'll probably be back for nine. But he had overcome. The all the oh your film came out in the seventies and you were a campy actor in a child film you yeah. know series he came back and gave one of the most magnetic performances of his career and proved that he's not just a voice actor for the Joker and he's not just a guy who goes around you know telling the same thirty stories to late night hosts all the time or whatever and he he got left off here and I I, I am not about it. At all. Um, the next, also, I mean, I guess I'm pushing a little bit of um, Star Wars love here, but I also thought Harrison Ford yeah. should have gotten something for Blade Runner. I, I agree there. I, I, he he had the most dynamic, emotional arc in that film. And just the final scene alone is the Oscar scene, The scene with Leto is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. But just th- that is the most... Emotional range that has ever been juiced out of that man, <laughs> ever. That's true. Um, and I would, and I would definitely pull out Harrelson to give that to him. Even though I loved Harrelson, mm-hmm. and I was surprised because, like, I mean, if you've seen Three Billboards, yeah, he 
His, his, he, he part, his role is minimized yes. a lot. But um, I guess spoilers for no, three yeah, billboards no, don't, or don't, not. Yeah. No, that's not. All right. Saying that, I don't think is a spoiler. He has a smaller role yes. than Sam Rockwell. So, But his presence does you know, drift across yeah. the rest of the movie. So I guess I can understand that. Yeah. Because he does, he does make up for the time that he's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings us to Best Original Screenplay. We have Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards nominated here. Did they get it right? They got it absolutely right. Completely. I, I agree. I don't, um, I don't think there's anything I'd change. All of these films are unique in their very own way, and I cannot say I've seen a movie like that before, save Lady Bird. Like you said, Age of 17 is sort of in that same vein. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm on the ladybird side of the fence yeah. there. So, I, of course. Uh, yeah, but The Big Sick, it's a true wild story that is so heartfelt and sincere and beloved. And just I love the two people involved. So, you know, like, I guess that's the politics creeping in, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. Get Out, a genre-bending film, if I've ever seen one before. Shape of Water. Um, in its own way, genre-bending, too. Mm-hmm. I mean... Parts love story, parts, parts fantasy, horror, and parts horror. Horrors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for sure. And then three billboards, absolutely. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I don't think there's anything that changed. Uh, your prediction to win? I think it's the big sick. I th- believe so as well. I can't. It's just. And I can't <laughs> wait to see Kumail's yeah. acceptance speech. Oh, he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna cry, and then we're gonna cry. It's gonna be and, great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I again, no problems here. If there's one other film I would have loved to see get in there, it'd probably be Baby Driver, yeah. um, because if you want to go by his entire screenplay, I mean Edgar Wright had like the music cued into the screenplay as well, telling producers that's how you have to read the script was to the music soundtrack. So mm-hmm. like the detail that went into that, I think is probably worthy of it. Um, but I, I, I don't even know who I would take off because all of these scripts are so strong and so smart and pretty much all of them is really funny too that is that 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 was a really good thing you said smart and that is all of those movies Um, i mean i would take i'd maybe take the edge off of smart for three billboards but um absolutely that is that's the defining quality of those yeah that category um then we got a best adapted screenplay we got call me by your name disaster artist logan molly's game and mudbound did they get it right here they got it right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, well, I guess I can't completely agree. Call me by your name. Haven't read the Fair. book or seen the film yet. But Disaster Artist, terrific. Molly's Game, terrific. Mudbound, great. Logan, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that is who I'm going to lean on to win this. It's going to be the first time comic book source material is getting praised at the Oscars. Outside of, you know, Dark Knight. Outside of the Dark Knight. So, I mean, yeah, I think I will, I'd probably predict Logan to win here as well. Uh, I think it's, again, it's such, it's, it's basically the biggest honor a comic movie has gotten since Dark Knight's nomination for Heath Ledger. Um, I mean, no other comic movie has come anywhere close to a, a script nomination, let alone best actors director um films so uh to see to see logan be the one to kind of break that barrier i thought 
I thought was great. Um, I don't know if I Tiny would be classified as an adapted screenplay. It doesn't. I don't think it qualifies because it's based off of interviews. Yeah, and not, and not a, a pre-established not a pre-established text or a book. Okay. So I don't think that's so why it qualifies. Yeah. Okay. So that that that'd be one that I'd maybe love to see get in best original. But again, I'm not going to take any of those other ones out instead. So I think yeah, this is great. I think they got it right, and all for Logan. Um, which brings us now to best animated feature. We're going to skip best foreign film because we haven't seen any of them. And I do hear Fantastic Woman is good though, but that's just what I hear. Yeah, I think we're actually. Sp- supposed to think that like releases next week or something oh, but so maybe we'll get to it uh, yeah i would have put i would have bet money on that happening <laughs> um best animated feature we got boss baby we have the breadwinner coco ferdinand and loving vincent josh i uh, just give it uh, they didn't get it right they didn't get this it right is a travesty this is um unbelievable I can't, I can't handle this. You're upset. I am upset because Lego Batman Ugh. was snubbed. It's one of the worst snubs in Oscar history. Yeah, I agree. I will say that with full confidence without knowing everything about every movie ever made. Yeah. But <laughs> actually, I can't, it's not even the worst snub for a Lego movie because the Lego movie got snubbed in 2014 yeah. as well. That's ridiculous because that's a great movie as well. Insane. And should have won that year. Lego Batman, I'm not even saying it should win. Coco's going to win. No questions asked. Right. It's a great movie. Yeah. But to have Boss Baby (laughs) beat out Lego Batman is unfair. I haven't seen the movie, but I don't need to. On Netflix. It's it's one of the Baldwins playing a baby. Yep. Eating cookies. Who cares? It's that's that is that is this is not okay. Will Arnett, I am sorry for you. Chris McKay, I'm sorry for you. But it, yeah, I agree. This confirms my suspicions that the Oscars, that the Academy voters, just hate Legos. They have it out for them. I don't know what they did. Maybe they didn't get them as kids. They never got to play with them and yeah. create and be <laughs> brick builders. And now that they see it on the big screen. They're just envious and they hate the world. But Lego Batman is the worst snub of this year's Oscars, and I hate it. I, I'm inclined to agree, but I don't think Boss Baby should be the target of all this vile, you know, that you're you're spitting here. Listen, Boss Baby is is the most insane animated picture I've seen in a while, and that's why it belongs on this stage. Jimmy Kimmel and Lisa Kurdrow also do some voice acting in it as the parents, and it's terrific. Okay? I mean, who doesn't love a, a, a baby movie? Fernanan, though, should absolutely not be on here. I don't know anyone that has seen Fernanan. That is fair. But you know what I do know? I know Everyone has seen Lego Batman, and I know everyone who's seen Lego Batman loved it ten times. Oh, it, it is! It is the most quotable Batman movie of all time. It is probably the most rewatchable Batman movie of all time. Uh, and yes, Maybe. you can argue it's spoofing Batman, but argue that, it is. It is okay. That's a fact. Just Absolutely. like it's a fact that this is a snub. Yeah. I don't. I'm sure loving Vincent Van Gogh is this very delicate portrait of the. The man in the portrait, but Fer- Ferdinand, 
John Cena, like, listen, he's not... <sighs> Maybe the story of Ferdinand, which I don't know, have not seen, is something so amazing that it will shred my heart. But Batman is about a man who's lost everything and it finally finds a family. And isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. Good heck. I mean, I'm not... It's not like I'm arguing for Lego Ninjago movie. Right. Even then, I haven't seen Boss Baby, but I would probably say Ninjago is better than Boss Baby. So... Yeah. If we can't even get Nin... If we can't even get Ninjago in there, we can't get Batman in there, I mean, come on. Did we get two Lego movies this year? We did. Or last un- year? Yeah, wow. last year in 2017. We got two of them. And... You know, the Lego Movie 2 comes out in like two years. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for it. And it better get nominated for an Oscar that year. Yeah. I don't even care if it sucks. (laughs) The Oscar owes us. They have to be redeemed. Uh, And we'll move on. Oh, that'll come out the same time Frozen 2, though. No, that was 2019. Mm. Oh, that's right. Uh, Moving on, anyways, to some more technical categories. We'll probably go through these a little quicker. And as long as I don't have any more... Crazy rants about Lego Batman snub. Um, <laughs> Batman out. Uh, best cinematography. We got Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, Shape of Water. Something of note here. Rachel Morrison, I believe, is the first female to ever be nominated yep. for best cinematography. Mm-hmm. And to get you more hype for Black Panther, she's doing the cinematography for Black Panther as well. Um, I'm totally cool with this list. It's got to be Deacons. Um, I, you, you're going Hoyt, Hoytma, aren't you? Of course I'm going Hoytma. I agree a thousand percent that this list is aces. Um, I think Rachel Morrison will get an Oscar nom next year for Black Panther. Black Panther. Have you seen those? You've seen the trailers? I have. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I haven't seen the trailer for <laughs> Black it's, Panther, It's, it's a lock, and I think she may just already have it won. But the, the technical things that Hoyt had to do for his film uh, – exceed the style that Dinkins had in Blade Runner. And that's going to be where he gets the win, especially with the strapping of the IMAX cameras to the Spitfires. I think that that just, I mean, I'm sure Nolan is screening right now a documentary on how they did all this <laughs> to people. And, it, and it's, that's, that's the way they're going. Okay. Um, but we'll find out. We will. Uh, moving on then to film editing. We got Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards outside of Missouri. Three Billboards is probably the most curious one in here. Yeah, I didn't um, see I anything didn't notice, I don't remember anything spectacular about the film's editing. Um, but this one better be Baby Driver. It won't be. It won't be, but it needs to be. See, this is – what is the – technical film definition for this best is it just best film editing yeah all right then no it won't be that it'll definitely be either i Tanya or dunkirk i'm gonna go with i Tanya. it is a mismatch of just so many things coming at you that i was just genuinely surprised that at, by the end of it all i thought that was that worked incredibly well um there's the four by three aspect ratios and there's things like that and how they insert those and you know make it all work uh, so I, I do think that'll be the case. Um, nobody got snubbed here. I just, but because these are all exceptional, except for I would, I would, I would three billboards. I would put Molly's game in over three billboards. 
I thought I thought they had that that nice flow. They did quick, have the flow. Of the quick card going games. editing yeah. that I really loved. Um, I would yeah. I would go there, but I, I would still say they got it right in terms of these nominations. Right, four to five. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I guess I have to. I, Go see three billboards again to find out what they did. <laughs> I can't think of anything special about the film's editing. But, no, uh, no, me neither. Um, then best sound mixing, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 24-9, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Star Wars Last Jedi. This is a tough one. Sound mixing uh, is the, what they, how they do it, correct? It's, or is it's, that what it's, we it's, how, it's how you hear it. It's how we hear it, okay. Yeah. I believe. Right. And it's I think both this and best sound editing come I think are it's all the same it's the same five for mm-hmm. both categories. Yep. And I think both of them come down to Baby Driver and Dunkirk. I won't be surprised if they split. I don't know which one's gonna get which. Um I would probably say Baby Driver for editing and Dunkirk for mixing. Yeah. If they split, that'll be the split. If not, they both go to Baby Driver. Yeah. Because it's just... Uh, and the, so good. And the scene that always sticks out is when he pulls the headphone, and then all of a sudden, the sound in your theater, or wherever mm-hmm. you're listening to, just goes deaf. And you're like, is there a problem Is there yeah. a problem here? And then finally, he puts the headphone back in, and you're like, oh, hey, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so clever. It is. It's and then so the rest good. of the movie, obviously, too, had the ball mm-hmm. had synced up, um, especially in that opening clip that just is everywhere right now so yeah um then moving through the last couple really quickly best visual effects blade run 24 9 guardians of the galaxy 2 kong skull island star wars last jedi war for the planet of the apes it has to be war for the planet of the apes i'm totally good with uh these nominations yeah loving them all but i think blade runner upsets Ooh, okay um best makeup and hairstyle there's only three nominations darkest hour victoria and abdul and wonder i've only seen darkest hour of these three it's sure Fine. Yeah, it's going to be a split between that or Wonder, I suppose, just looking at Gary Oldman. But yeah, I mean, I they're going to give him something, so it'll probably be that. I would say Shape of Water should probably be in this category because um, it's got good makeup and hairstylings. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, best costume design. You want to skip that one? Go through it. Uh, Blade Runner should be on it. That's all. That's a fair point. It's not. I would probably pick Phantom Thread. Uh, and I... You know, best original song. You want to end on that one? We got Mudbound, Mighty River, Calling by Your Name, The Mystery of Love, Coco, Remember Me, Marshall, Stand Up for Something, and The Greatest Showman, This Is Me. This is a tough one. I don't know. It's either Coco or Greatest Showman. Yeah. Um, and I, my, my, I think it'll be This Is Me. Heart is with Remember Me. It's so. It's just so personal. Yeah, and it's it's this a, it's, is a, me is, it's a great song. I think this is me is an anthem. Yeah, um, it's too for like poppy. kind of this year, which is why I would give it to this is me. Plus, Coco Coco's gonna win best animated. Right, throw Greatest Showman a bone, yeah. give him the win. It, it was a it was a sleeper hit. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 is, that is true. That. Um, so that's all. Those are all the nominations or most of the nominations for this year's Oscars. Uh. Mainly, I would say that they got it right. Um, I agree with most of them, but of course, I mean, there's one or two in some categories I would change yeah. instead. But they're never going to be exactly what I would choose because I'm not an Academy voter, mm-hmm. and I'm, my opinion is not the uh, consensus. Right, and the they they've snubbed their usual snubs. 
<laughs> I think that's the basic way to say it. You know, sci-fi still just you know on the edge. Yeah, and big I guess blockbusters. And I guess they're going to have to have a fish love story in you know Blade Runner. 2049 2.0 or something I yep. guess. I don't we'll know. just have to wait till next year when Avengers Infinity War wins best picture because it's so great. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see if that happens. We'll see. <laughs> I don't actually think that's going to happen. <laughs> It'd be great though. I, I mean, if, man, if that happens, man, what a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all we have for this week. We'll be back next week with a review of some movie plus another edition of The Big Question where we'll discuss something we don't know yet what yet. Um, I think actually we do know. We're going to be discussing what trailer won the Super Bowl yes. because there's going to be a bunch, and we're going to discuss all of them. And uh, so if you're watching Super Bowl and seeing the Eagles and the Patriots play each other, and you're seeing all these trailers, tweet us, tell us which one won the Super Bowl, and we'll get your guys' input here as well. Uh, you can do so by tweeting us at Friends of Film. Uh, and if you liked this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head right to it's going to say five-star view with comments. You can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can argue with me, Josh, and just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning in to another edition of The Big Question. Josh? I was going to think of something clever to say. Oh, darn it. And be sure to turn next week for our review and another big question.